your friends. Hello, welcome to MetaWatch, the only MetaBots slash MetaRots podcast. I don't know if we can say that. I haven't checked Japanese iTunes, but here we are. Um, hi. Uh, hi, I'm Colin. Hi, I'm Mitch. Um, and we're making a MetaBots podcast still. Uh- <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> if not, I watched two and a half hours of MetaBots for no reason. Wait, you were... We- Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting that you're watching in both English and in Japanese multiple times. Thank you. Thank you for your service, Mitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, also pretty dumb, so I forget the episode almost immediately upon finishing it, so I have to watch it again Yeah, just yeah. to make sure I have something to talk about. <laughs> I will forget it most of the way through this episode. Sometimes it'd be like that. Um, oh, man. Uh, yeah, I guess, you know... Uh, so I think we're really going to dive into these two episodes, what it means to be a Metabot show. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of social commentary and a lot of robotic <laughs> theory that I think blend together and make a pretty good kid show. Yeah, it is. You know, we are like these episodes are definitely establishing the format outside of uh, a, a weird pilot episode that is very good, but has like 900 as many robot battles as, you know, any any monster based show ever would uh, so it's, you know, here we are. Um, yeah, we're covering episodes two and three today. Uh, so do we just want to start it off with episode two, Return of the Screws? That is a very good name for a kid's TV show. Uh, yes, definitely. Um, definitely did the SEL on this one, uh, figured out what the kids like, and it's uh, nuts, bolts, um, various fixtures. You know, it's what the kids love a hardware store. <laughs> and this is, I don't know if you caught it, it's almost a scene-by-scene scene recreation of Return of the Jedi. Is it? Almost, almost bit for bit. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> I'm going to die on this. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't you tell um, there was that one part that had the robots, and then there's the other part that have um, a big scary person in it, and then there's the uh, um, nerds? I, I, I must have missed the opening scene of Return of the Jedi where... Um, uh, Luke Skywalker is dreaming about him winning the Jedi tournament over and over again, only to be woken up in bed in his Ash Ketchum pajamas. But, uh, you know, maybe I haven't seen that movie in a little bit. I should probably go rewatch it. At some See, point. you probably haven't seen the theatrical release in a while, just the CGI'd stuff. And Lucas really changed as he got older. Oh, they, they CGI'd out the, the pajamas? Uh. <laughs> I mean, Jedis wear their pajamas all the time. Yeah. Um, I do actually have theatrical cuts of the original trilogy. It took me a long time to hunt them down, but I I do have them. That's neither here nor there, though. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it proves you're a nerd. Yeah, you know. I, I yeah. Um, so Iggy is dreaming about like it feels like that kind of, like the opening bit of of the Pokemon anime where you're watching a tournament go down or whatever. But it's Iggy winning and everybody contra- congratulating him. And then you see that he's dreaming and, and he's asleep in bed in, in pajamas. Um, so the part of that dream I like is the fantastical part wasn't that he was winning a tournament or that lights are on him or people are watching. Because that happens two, three times a day. Is that everyone respected him. That was the one thing he can't get in his real life is respect. Yeah. Well, I mean, with, with a metabot like Metabee, am I right? Um, no respect. Here's a really fucked up thing, though. His mom just, like, comes in and then gets into bed with him and, like, wakes him up. And she's like, oh, yeah, I saw this on a t- 
TV show or Reddit about it or something like this, you know, easiest way to get to get you out of bed and then says, wait till you see how I get you to lift a finger around here. I'm very uncomfortable right now. Um, I don't know what, what is, what, what did it say in the Japanese? Like, this is very strange. I don't like the way it's implying. <laughs> so, um, I'm a, I can't remember if this did this in the sub or in the, the dub, but when she said, um, so she's talking about, you know, I, I learned this from, uh, reading it. It's a charm to wake up your son. And then she lifts up her two pinkies when she says that. And that, that adds to the connotations to me. <laughs> She doesn't say, wait till you see how I get you to lift a finger around here, which would, you know, the finger. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. And uh, especially in the sub, it takes so much less time for her to look at him still being asleep and her just diving head first right next to him in bed. <laughs> like it's a split second. She didn't even hesitate to think about it. It's and very the, the strange. Dub, she, she pauses momentarily to realize this is going to be funny. <laughs> okay. No, in the, the sub, it's just headfirst dive a real lupon move yeah yeah you know um if only there was a a comical uh spring-loaded boxing glove waiting for her um but she you know she wakes iggy Iggy goes goes downstairs we do find out iggy has a dad already you know a step above most other um orphaned or half orphaned anime uh shonen protagonists i guess makes him twice as good as ash mathematically Well, Ash does have a dad, it's Mr. Mime, and I don't want to think about that either. Um, well, I mean, a stepdad. Uh, yeah. Not to diminish Mr. Mime, he does a great job, but, you know, he is a stepfather. I don't know, he does eat out of, out of a dog bowl. Um, hey, hey, don't king shame. <laughs> it's 2020, just just let it be. Um, but yeah, Iggy comes downstairs uh, and sees, you know, uh, Metabee's reading the paper, and he's like, oh, why are you reading the paper, or why are you re- reading the funnies? And uh, Metabee's like, well, your dad's reading the sports section. Um, uh, bada Classic bing, bada boom, jokes, ah-cha-cha-cha-cha. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, uh, I was watching the scene, and uh, I immediately thought, hey, you know, Iggy's dad doesn't say much. He's covering his face with a paper. He's covering his face with glasses. His hair kind of looks like the Phantom Thieves. Yeah, Finally, like- we get someone we could imagine being the Phantom Thief, it, the first for the show. Yeah, this is, like, there is that really ominous zoom on his face for, like, a whole, like, five or six seconds, too. That's, yeah, I, I think we're supposed to read, uh, be reading into that. Um, but In the dub. In yeah. the sub, it uh, completely kills all of the uh, the humor and everything else. So that was real great. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, this is a pretty funny scene, because it's mostly just, like, uh, Iggy getting mad that uh, Metabee won't listen to him. Uh, and you know that that Metabee refuses to to do anything he says, just in time for Iggy's mom to uh, ask Metabee to take the trash out, and Metabee like being very like polite and like yes of course, because he's he's got to do something to pay rent is what he says I guess uh, he's got he's got to pay for that room and board somehow, uh, so Metabee's a good guy he just you know uh, doesn't want to listen to what Iggy says which I mean same he's a child <laughs> he doesn't want to be told what to do. And he doesn't want to be told he's somebody's property. Yeah. Now in the uh, in the sub, this is different. <laughs> um, I think the dub again handles this really well. I I don't understand how the dub is almost consistently so much better. But um, in the sub, Medebi says he has a lifelong debt with mother for giving him life. <laughs> Icky goes, but I was the one who gave you life. To which immediately Medebi responds, I don't remember asking you to give me life. <laughs> Which is very good for a kid show, but the yeah. the rapid turnaround from 
what are you reading in the paper and every all the way to I didn't ask to be born is just like every two seconds there's like four jokes in there and it's yeah. it's wild <laughs> um in which point in the dub we zoom to the dad who's looking very menacingly and it's just a slow quiet zoom into his face and you know we're supposed yeah. to get the idea that he's the phantom thief or knows what's going on yeah in the, if in only the we sub. found out that he also worked at a Seven Eleven or something, it'd be crazy. Um, no. Although I would, yeah, as, we, I where would he as, would have, yeah. he would have the ability and the the time to really research metabots. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, in the sub, we get the narrator popping in, which is just about how parents don't like hearing the phrase "I don't remember asking to be born." <laughs> and wh- why? Why would you? First of all, why does the narrator come back? Yeah. That's always going to bother me. And second of all, why why take that away from the dad of him just sitting there quietly, just even without the whole menacing glare? You know, that's a fun character of the dad's just completely ignoring everything going on in yeah. life. Like, that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, hmm, yeah. Uh, sub doesn't sound great if I'm going to, or, uh, yeah, yes, this, the sub doesn't sound great if I'm going to be, uh, uh, totally honest. So I am, I am glad I'm getting the superior rework of it. Um, but yeah, we, you know, uh, Iggy's making his way to school. He's telling MetaB to go home because they're not allowed to have MetaBots at school. Um, keeps getting mad at MetaB not listening. Um, and uh, uh, Henry shows up, uh, you know, just out of nowhere from behind a pole. And it's just like starts blaming MetaB's bad personality on his metal. Uh, and again, reminding us of, of what a MetaBot is made of, uh, you know, their tin pet, their, their body and, uh, their metal. And apparently their body is like muscles. So, uh, yeah, I don't Okay. <laughs> muscles can fire guns, I guess. I mean, with these babies, you know, <laughs> Oh this yeah. would work much guns. better in a visual medium. Yeah. <laughs> I flexed. <laughs> yeah. Um, once again, they're starting calling MetaBeat effective, like almost immediately. Um, yeah. I, at this point in time, I really want to think it's Icky projecting onto Metabee. Yeah. Like, you know, he had this dream, he woke up, and everyone's ragging on him. Then immediately, as soon as he gets some freedom, he starts ragging on this, you know, this robot. Um, and Henry, he was walking along, and he hears something he sold was defective. Well, he's got pride as a shop owner. Again, this is just, he's just, you know, wandering by and trying to help. A helpful guy. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, is, you know, trying to get him to, uh, open that up and, and take a look at the, at the metal. Cause you know, Iggy tells him like, oh yeah, I found it in the, in the river of all places, which he gets, uh, surprised by, but then wants to see it. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Medivy's like, no, you're not touching it. Don't, do not touch my metal. Uh, and Iggy tries to eject it with his watch and it won't, it just, it, the watch gives him an error message. I love it. It's a good scene. <laughs> And, yeah. and again, robot rights. Yeah. This robot just got told that metal is your brain in your soul. And that's the thing that makes you you. And then immediately like, oh, let's take it out of him. <laughs> no, no. I, I see why he starts shooting these children in the middle of broad daylight. Yeah. And we see allowed. the pole being damaged. Like, <laughs> again, physical damage. These are real bullets. Yeah. No hesitation. We don't know how lethal they are. We don't know exactly what uh, we, we have yet to see. A person with a real gun shoot a metabot, or a metabot with a metabot gun shoot a real person. So we're not 100% clear yet. But Well, without getting ahead of ourselves, <laughs> later in the episode, we do see what happens when this thing hits, you know, at least some sort of plaster yeah. Yeah, or yeah. stone. It could be foam. You don't know. Uh, 
But yeah, uh, we get um, Iggy having to sneak into school after this, after ditching uh, Meta B. Cause I guess because he's late, and so he tries to hop over the wall, and he comes face to face with with the school coach, who uh, uh, tells him to class and, and yells that he's going to make him run one million laps. Such a good line. <laughs> uh, so, coach's name is Man Mountain in uh, Japanese, which. I yeah. love. It's just Coach Mountain in uh in English, so you know. Man uh, Mountain I might love... be the one the one advantage the Japanese has over it at this point. <laughs> well, he's also uh named after a sake uh company over there. And they coined this term that means man mountain, which is, you know, at least what a four second Google told me. And okay, it looks yeah. real good. <laughs> um uh well, um, you know, uh, Iggy finds out that he's famous now. Arika has uh, reported on the fight from yesterday and uh, possibly um, uh, punched it up a little bit, um, saying that she lied and that heroes sell papers. Uh, so she is she's doing some creative journalism to get her, her press out there. And now everybody thinks that uh, Iggy is a hero. Um, I love how this uh, little snapshot of the school paper looks because <laughs> it's the most 90s, like just exclamation points and uh, jagged lines and everything. Yeah, it, it's so great, and I was really excited to see how this looks in the sub. Exactly the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's they, great. It like they don't do a lot of visual corrections on stuff. Like they'll they'll cut some shots out and that kind of thing, but it's not like they're you know drawing bathing suits onto people or anything like that. So that's uh, it is interesting to see that they're mostly leaving like pretty much if there's text on screen, it's staying on screen even if it's in Japanese. <laughs> um, speaking of this sub to dub uh, translation thing, we see a Wu-Tang shirt on one of the children. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is for the children. Well, of course. <laughs> so I checked the sub because I was, I was trying to figure out, is this original or did some fun translator just decide one of these kids loves Wu-Tang? <laughs> and no, it's in the sub. It, I would not be surprised. I love this it. Is, yeah. This is like a, uh, early 2000s anime, like late 90s anime. Uh, there, there are 100% like people in Japan who love Wu Tang. So, uh, it's it's good to see it. I love to see it. Um, oh man, uh, these we cut to the screws in their uh, student council room hideout, and uh, Samantha is worried that with Iggy getting so much notoriety, the big cheese is going to show up and punish them for not um uh, for not keeping control of the school. We I get, mean, uh, several cheese-related cheese puns name. about how the big cheese is going to slice them up and what have you. <laughs> it's very good. I, I love, as a comics fan, I love when people are called the big cheese. <laughs> and uh, I, I love the idea of a bad guy being called a big cheese. It is pretty good. Um, and she sends uh, she sends her lackeys out to go, uh, you know, beat up Iggy, stop him from getting bigger. And uh, the uh, the other kid, the kid in like the the hat and like the is, is he wearing overalls? I don't know why I his like costume just washes over me when I think about it. I just think, yep, that's the guy with the huge arms and the the weird hat. Uh, <laughs> Very muscular child. Yes, this the thickest little boy. Um, he, uh, he corners Iggy in a, in, um, a hallway because, uh, Meta B has shown back up, um, and, uh, you know, challenges him to a meta battle. And before Iggy can say no, Meta B's like, oh, hell yeah. Uh, and they start going at it. Um, Sloan brings out the, uh, the totalizer, which is just yeah. a big cat with lasers. <laughs> See, I, I thought, oh, cat UFO with lasers. Got it. Yeah. It's um, not. 
It's a tortoise. <laughs> it's a tortoise? It's tortoise type tortoise. It's the the metal is a tortoise. Uh the better name would be tortorizer or something. Yep. You know, okay. a little more turtley. No, uh 100% it's a it's a tortoise and I don't understand it. In the sub, much better name instead of totalizer, it's Keith Turtle. Keith Turtle. Oh man. <laughs> Which is the best name for a robot. Yeah, I don't know. I look at this thing and its head has like two little pylons on its on on top of it. It look like ears. And it's yellow, and it's got a couple of black spots on its head that make it it's like it looks like a leopard or something to me. But if if it is a if it is Keith Turtle, I will believe it. Uh, we do we love a turtle. Um, no, I, I thought it would be two cats and a dog for the screws. And it's a cat, a dog, and a turtle. You know the classic trifecta. Yeah, a cat. Uh, Tom cat, dog, and Jerry turtle. had the turtle. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, as you know, um, uh, uh, you know the the version of rock paper scissors in Japan is cat dog turtle. Oh yeah, I you know I I uh, I only watch the four kids dubs, so I lose a lot of that translation. Mm. Yeah, well, like uh, you know, there's actually a lot of mythology associated with it. That's why in Naruto, the um, the three sanin are uh, you know summons a cat, a dog, and a turtle. That's that's not true if you have not seen Naruto. <laughs> I was like, you know, I did stop early in Shippuden, and I know he's bullshitting, but maybe. <laughs> um, I mean, you could say this. You could have said One Piece in there. Oh, you know, in One Piece, this happens. I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. One Piece, yeah, pirates. Okay, yeah. Okay, but this is a Gundam podcast, so um, <laughs> they yeah they go to start fighting, and uh, almost immediately, Coach shows up and puts the totalizer in a fucking headlock. Um, and starts yelling at people, and uh, Eggy has to drag uh, Metabee away so they don't get in trouble. The dude puts a tank robot in a headlock and starts yelling at children. The, he's a great teacher. I want to learn how to do that. Presumably, I think that's what his job is. Like, you know, uh, in in the... It, like, he is a coach. I presume he does some kind of physical education, but, you know, he has to he has to hold down a classroom normally. But I think the real reason they have him on staff is because in this world, all children, except for Iggy, as of, as of several episodes ago, uh, have metabots. And you have to have a big, strong teacher to pick the metabots up and throw them out of class if they show up. His application process was like, what do you do if this kid brings a walking, talking gun to school? And he goes, beat up the gun. And they're like, you're hired on the spot. What salary do you want, dude? <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, man. Uh, we find out that the reason that Metabee came back, despite the fact that Iggy told him to go home, was because that he forgot his notebook at home. And Metabee was trying to get it back to him. And so for a second, you know, Iggy's starting to think, oh, man, this this robot is actually nice. He does think of me until Metabee says that it was dirty. And so he put it through the dishwasher and Iggy opens it up. We see it's actually a digital notebook. It's basically like a devil tablet. But immediately the water starts coming out of it as well. Um, I immediately went to Inspector Gadget. <laughs> and then I realized, wait, no, this is a real thing that we actually make nowadays. Yeah. But I immediately went to Inspector Gadget. Um, yeah, okay. So he hands, he hands the waterlogged notebook back that Iggy gets very, very mad about and, um, uh, you know, tells uh, uh, Metabee to get lost and whatever. Uh, Arika starts taking pictures um, uh, to, uh, you know, because this is this is a breaking story. This is the only ever Meta fighter and Meta bot that apparently don't get along. Um, 
I mean, I get it. Icky immediately. So back in last episode, he immediately booted up a uh, a computer and expected it to work immediately. That's bad tech ownership. <laughs> he, um, you know, he uh, didn't read the instructions for Meta B again. That's not great. Yeah. Uh, he so he you know bad tech owner, but now he's also kind of a bad dad. So he's yeah. yelling at his kid. Uh, <laughs> Meta B was only trying to help. Yeah. Hey, I saw it was dirty. You know, not only did I bring it to you so you wouldn't get in trouble at school, I cleaned it off for you because you know I'm trying to be helpful. We got off on the wrong foot this morning. No, no. Icky yells at him. How's Meta B supposed to know this? This book can't go through the dishwasher. Yeah. He's just trying to help. And then um, in in the sub. Maybe just tripped and fell in water. That oh. was it. You know, not being helpful. He's just, you know, he fell. Yeah. Which yeah. also, not his fault, if we're being real. I, you know, the, the dishwasher thing adds a little bit more to it. But even if he did just trip and fell, uh, you know, it, it happens. He's got clumsy robot hands and clumsy robot feet. He's got a gasoline tank for each leg and then guns for hands. Yeah. Forgive him if he falls down sometimes and drops something. And one arm has more has two guns, and the other arm has one gun, so he's got to have balance issues. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and then he was only born yesterday, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it, he's been on less than a full day. It's, it's a miracle he can walk. <laughs> he can shoot, but not walk. Oh, yeah, all, all babies can shoot guns. We know that from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, Icky gets a love letter in his, uh, in his locker... Uh, and he gets, he starts to go crazy about that. Chalks it up to him. <coughs> oh, that's weird. Um, <laughs> he gets a love letter. Uh, you get too excited. Yeah. It's just, I, I think, I think it was like the, like I had spicy wings for dinner and I think it was just like the, the, the mucus finally like making its way down my throat from all the, all the hot spiciness. Um, but yeah, he's excited about this love letter. And, uh, you know, he chalks it up to being, um, you know, uh, uh, famous now. And uh, the love letter says that he should go meet uh, meet this uh, this admirer behind the gymnasium. Um, and uh, Icky goes there and there is a rabbit hutch uh, labeled as temporary student council chamber and uh, several glowing eyes come out of it and demand he enter where we find out that there is not anybody in love with Icky. Just the student council is offering him uh, the the vice president position if he can defeat the screws uh, and get their student council room back. And first of all, this uh, this joke works so much better in the dub than it or in the, the sub than it does in the dub, which is a rare occurrence here. Because mm-hmm. uh, we don't know the student council was kicked out of their their home turf um in the dub but i just love the fact that immediately icky agrees to take power that he's only had for less than 24 hours and immediately sell it for uh a position of strength in uh in the government and it's (laughs) it's immediate he goes from (laughs) zero to yes i will start oppressing people okay yeah one night's sleep Listen, he's famous now. He's got to get. He's got to make that political money. He's got a little. Get a little bit of that pork going. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, it's you know, it's the correct move to make. I guess maybe. I I I also love that we see the rabbits are still in the uh, the little hut here. Yeah, like it. The student council didn't displace anybody. Yeah, they know what it feels like. Yeah. No, they just they just want to be around rabbits. Also, yeah, it's respectful. Who doesn't want to be around rabbits? I'm allergic, and I still want to be around la- rabbits. I, I mean, I probably wouldn't camp out in the uh, the hutch. There's uh, a smell <laughs> issue. 
Yeah. But, uh, well, I guess there's, you know, it's a mesh screen. There's plenty of breeze. It's probably all right. You know, it probably would be a bad place. Yeah. Uh, we find out that the screw's second plan uh, to to attack I- uh, Icky is they issued him a paper challenge. It turns out they accidentally put it in the wrong place because Sloane gave it to the principal, who shows up with his metabot, who is a samurai with the coolest robot mustache I've ever seen. <laughs> it's very good. Um, so in the dub, uh, we see... Uh, the uh, three screws uh, with Sloan on the ground uh, passed out and uh, looking emaciated. And we're told that uh, Spike and Sloan were late because Sloan was carrying Spike as fast as he could, which is great. I love it. And <laughs> the in the dub, he just, you know, Sloan just got hot. Or uh, in the, slu- the sub, Sloan just got hot and couldn't handle the heat well, which is just, again, a much worse joke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the principal great design we saw him just for a brief second earlier in the episode and then right here him and his robot wanting to challenge the kids and then they run away and he goes i'm so lonely <laughs> and the samurai just pats him gently reassures him it's it's a great character the dude just yeah. wants to play with these robots all these kids have robots and they fight yeah he can't bring them to school they can't bring him to school so it's like where's he where's he going to get his bot on where's he going to row battle I mean, imagine being a principal in, like, the the mid-90s, and all these kids are, you know, playing Pokemon on their Game Boys, and, you know, they'll get in trouble. But you get a pretty good team, and you don't even have Mewtwo yet, so you (laughs) just want to fight these kids, and they're afraid. Like, it's it's good. Yeah, they think when you ask them to, to Pokemon battle, you're trying to get them an entrapment or whatever. So you have to wait till they issue a paper challenge and you meet them in an abandoned alley somewhere or a construction site. Uh, and then you're just a weirdo and they run away because they, you know, and it's just like you live a, you live a lonely life. Uh, you, clearly, uh, he needs to find an adult Metabots club. Uh, where, you know, maybe they grab a couple of beers afterwards, they have have some nice, uh, have like a rec league, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't know how Metabots work yet, uh, but I, I feel you, like... You gotta be very careful <laughs> when you put out a, uh, a Craigslist ad for an adult Metabot league, because you're gonna get a, two very different kinds of meetups. Ooh, they, we're, we're getting close <laughs> to the, uh, to not to the... Um, uh, the Yakuza substory I want to talk about in the next episode, but many of the Yakuza substories I don't want to talk about. <laughs> oh man! Um, but yeah, we uh, you know we catch up with Metabi, who's just kind of walking home, uh, kind of mad at Iggy and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, very important. This is the episode where I find out that Iggy's name is I K K I and not I G G Y. Uh, so all of my notes are now going to change from Iggy to Icky, and I hope, uh, anybody can tell that I have recognized that. (laughs) His name is Icky because it's gross like a bug. (laughs) Um, so Metabee sees some watermelons, falls in love, starts making a beetle noise, and jumps on him, and, uh, gets caught in a net, um, which was very confusing to me, um... Especially, like, uh, uh, with some certain connotations of the way that Metabee talks and the fact that he has a black voice actor. Um, and so I looked it up, and a thing in Japan is that apparently beetles love to eat melon vines. Mm-hmm. They can't get yeah. enough of them. <laughs> it's one of those things where the stereotype worked one way in Japan. <laughs> and here in America, that was... Uh... I mean, they couldn't really avoid it without redrawing the watermelon as something else. I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah, I, I had to remind myself. Wait, this is animated, so it was in the it, it's in the Japanese show for a reason. 
Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's just melon, uh, beetles love melons, apparently, which is, I guess, why Henry says, wow, you really are a beetle, or whatever. Um, but yeah, just shout out to that noise that Metabee makes. It's so <laughs> a good. very good noise. <laughs> and the, the, uh, the American voice actor, uh, whose name escapes me right now, um, not in a whole lot, uh, did a really good beetle noise and matches almost perfectly to the beetle noise used in, uh, the sub. Uh, the the original Japanese version, which is just imagine, you know, mid nineties, you're working on this thing called anime or whatever they're calling it these days. Um, and then all of a sudden they go, Hey, we need you to make a beetle noise. <laughs> and you're like, well, what's a beetle noise? Like, you know, like a beetle makes. <laughs> so and I... it, as a, as a, as an American, you know, with our lack of, we are covered with beetles around here, but we don't, have don't know what sounds they make. Beetles. No. Yeah. I, that's really to our detriment. Uh, the voice actor's name, by the way, is Joseph Motiki. Um, and actually, he has he does have a lot of recent work. Um, he is uh, He's in the, the recent Clifford the Big Red Dog animated series, um, something called Corn and Peg. Uh, he's, uh, he does some recurring characters in uh, Hotel Transylvania. Um, he's in... He's a Paw Patrol, apparently. His IMDb page has a lot of stuff. Uh, it just, he didn't do a lot of anime after this, apparently, I guess, which makes sense. Um, Go out when you're on top. Yeah. yeah. Henry is bullying a child. Yes. Uh, it's a robot child, but still a child. Yeah. And then Icky come. Uh, no, Icky doesn't come up. Yeah. Yeah, he's for, just yeah. bullying a child. Yeah, he's just bullying this child and saying that he's going to, uh, he's going to figure out uh, the mystery of his metal. And meanwhile, brain. The, the screws are planning on how they're going to take down Icky finally. And uh, Samantha's plan is, well, we're going to beat the crap out of him in a three-on-one. Um, we're going to surprise him. We're going to come at him from all angles, and we won't know what to do. And then Icky shows up with the, in the entire student council, and Samantha accuses him of cheating and not wanting to fight her one-on-one. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Samantha immediately goes, you know, this is my plan. We, we cheat and gang up on him. And Spike goes, that's the most genius and cowardly plot yet. And she goes, thanks, I know. And in the, the sub, it's almost exactly the same. She, hey, you're being very cowardly. She goes, thank you. All right, let's keep going. It's it's very good. Um, so the entire time Metabee's being captured and having any sort of problems, uh, I'm going to throw this in real quick because we cut back to Metabee briefly in the sub. And he says yeah. this. He says, oh, no's, which is either an error or... Or really dates the sub I have. Yo, I think it's really dating the sub that you have. <laughs> Which I love. Oh, no's. Yeah. I, at least they didn't throw a te in there. Yeah. Um, is it can be melon times? Um, Oof. Jesus. Oh, I'm, I am too old. Uh, <laughs> I apologize to our young listeners. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so uh, Icky and Samantha go to face off. Uh, they hit their, they get their watches out. Uh, Samantha summons her Metabot. Icky can't summon his because he, they, they, he doesn't have uh, Metabee's coin to put in his watch, which is the big reason you take it out of your Metabot. You keep it in your watch so you can transport their body whenever you want, which um, I guess is kind of a, po a Pokemon Pokeball kind of situation, except like the thing that it, you know, there isn't a magical virtual world that the coin lives in when it's in your watch. It's just, I guess, off, which ain't great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in Pokemon, uh, they very clearly digitize the Pokemon, which is why they're saved into a computer. They're transported over wires. Yeah. They're digitizing the Pokemon. And obviously Digimon, they start off digitized. Yeah. Very easy. Um, but this, this 
between the metal and then everything else really leads me to believe they're not digitizing and sending over the robot. They're straight up teleporting. Yeah. And they have to use the the metal because probably it'd be hard to teleport such this uh, fine technology inside of metal uh, without causing some sort of uh, electronic error. Um, it is... also, it could be a thing where it's kind of like, well, the, the, uh, the, the metal becomes registered to the body. Like the, the, the metal is mm-hmm. the, like the, the tin pet's just a skeleton and the, the meta parts are just their, their, their equipment. And so like all the mm-hmm. processing power is in that metal. So the metal's going to know like what the, what the serial number for the tin pet is and all the parts that are supposed to be associated with it. So if you're going to hold on to anything that's going to have that information to then teleport that stuff, it's going to be in the metal anyway. So I guess that's why you have to have it in the watch. That makes sense. Yeah. I was thinking it'd be, you know, risky. <laughs> also, yes, also very true. You know, it is, it is, you're fitting what I assume is like, uh, a couple iPhones worth of computer into a quarter, basically. <laughs> it's dangerous work, uh, yeah. teleporting that kind of stuff. What if they come out with a weird accent or, um, you know, they're not respectful or, um, <laughs> no, that only they just start shooting their guns around. <laughs> you got to be careful with your metals. Yeah. Which is what Henry's been saying this whole time. Yeah. Um, after everybody makes fun of him for being such a bad meta fighter, though, Icky again runs away. Uh, to try and, and find Metabee, and ends up with our favorite uh, side character, the Chicken Man. He's great. Yeah. L- love him. Yeah. Probably second best character in the show. It goes uh, Referee, uh, Chicken Seller, and then uh, Coach Man Mountain. Yeah, yeah. One to three. Love him. Love all of them. Um, chicken Man is like, hey, listen, you gotta, you know, chicks grow up to be chickens, and sometimes you just gotta, you gotta sit around and wait and watch them to see what really happens, you know? And you just got to be patient. And while he's saying this, uh, Henry literally walks behind them with Metabee in a net. And, uh, yeah, they, they get to fighting about it. You know, Henry's like, hey, don't you want a new metal? This, this guy's defective. You know, we can, I, can get you, I can get you one that works. Uh, which kind of seems like, uh, you know, maybe Henry knows a little bit that we don't. Um, and, he has a lot uh, of time yeah. on his hands. He just studies a lot, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But he has... He has uh, Icky if he's even happy with him and Icky says no he says am I happy with him I'd have to say no but then again Metabee is all I have right now and I cried I cried because <laughs> Icky goes on to just say that he like needs Metabee he needs to rely on him and he asks Metabee if he'll do it because he can't do it without him and I I, I, I sob <laughs> um, the, the wording is a little it, it, I think it gets a, a little bit more to the heart of what's going on here in the sub. Uh, it talks about how I want Metabee to fight by my side. And uh, when Metabee in- ends up agreeing, slight spoilers, uh, he says, I'm ready for our battle. So to Metabee, it's a partnership. Uh, earlier in the episode, Icky keeps referring to him as his property, my Metabot, and that's what he's fighting against. Again, I'm not really making a joke when I say this entire show is about Metabee fighting for his rights. But most of the show, most of Metabee's dialogue is, I'm my own person, you don't control me, I choose when to be nice. Yeah. And Icky being a, you know, a jerk and nine years old doesn't really understand that. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I separate those two things because we see from the other classmates, nine-year-olds don't have to be immature jerks. Icky just is. Yeah. 
Which, I mean, you know, he's always, he, uh, we could probably surmise he's always felt like he's not enough or defective or what have you because he's never been kind of given the same opportunity that other people have. He's like never had his own metabot until now, but like he is still being a complete jerk about it. You know, that's uh, a lot, that's a lot smarter than I was thinking because <laughs> when we see a crowd scene, we see that Icky is actually pretty short. That is true. So, I mean, the kid's got a lot of problems that he's trying to overcompensate with here, yeah. I think. Uh, lack of friends. I mean, the the only friend he has is a newspaper journalist who makes fun of him. Yeah. Uh, the closest <laughs> thing he has friends besides that are the bullies, the only other people who actually talk to him. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't until he started winning you know, one single fight that uh, other kids even noticed he existed. Yeah. And then immediately he started talking and they left him. Yeah. And I mean, the yeah. only reason they even noticed him is because of his accomplished journalist friend who, uh, you know, used him to sell papers. Whatever it takes to make a friend. Like, I'm for that. Yeah. Uh, but um, Henry goes ahead and releases Metabee, recognizing the, the bond forming between the bot and the boy. Um, you know, Metabee says that they should get ready to kiss their bots goodbye. Um, and uh, as they run away to go into battle, um, Henry describes, uh, says that they're, they're two of a kind. They're arrogant, hot-headed, and destined for greatness. It's very good. Yeah. I, I wish, I wish people would look at me and describe me like that when I run around screaming. Yeah. Um, and also the chicken man tells Henry that he cracked an egg and has to buy the chicken, but they're all hatched. They're all hatched chickens. <laughs> I've not seen an egg there the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the, the sub, he just goes, Hey. Do you want to buy a chicken? I'll make you a sweet deal. <laughs> which I, you know what? I don't know which is better. This is the one time it's a toss up. I think I think the Japanese is better because then we the next time we see Henry, he has a chicken in his hair, and I love that. Uh, I love that he decided to buy a small son. Um, it's very good. Yeah. It, it being a hey sweet deal means Henry's like well you know. If it's a sweet deal, I have to buy it versus the sense of obligation beforehand. But yeah. either way, seeing him take up that responsibility, uh, you know, that's impressive. He's a he's a terrific young man, this Henry. Yeah. Certainly not a middle-aged man with a child of his own, maybe. Who knows? We'll find out. Um, <laughs> it would be pretty fucked up if he was, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, it would be pretty fucked up if he was Icky's dad. And Icky simply never recognized him <laughs> and Henry never acknowledges him outside of the household. Uh <laughs> That would be, wow. Yeah, that would be messed up. <laughs> so anyways, uh, we, we arrive at the fight. Uh, everyone's like, oh, well, Icky, you came back. All right, cool. Let's get down to it. Referee ascends from inside the fountain uh, in, in an impossible distance, uh, takes his, his scuba gear off, does his usual uh, uh, thing about row battling, uh, submission matches, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and we get to it. Um, and, real quick, uh, Mr. Referee takes off his scuba suit and is just buck ass naked he's he's just naked they so leave th that part out of the dub <laughs> so he's stripping down and then he turns and notices all the kids are still around him and he gets really embarrassed and pulls down a screen that says mr referee is currently changing clothes right now oh, and then we cut to commercial and then we come we back get. oh man <laughs> it's it's pretty good and uh if the fact that he has this card ready means he regularly forgets not to change clothes in front of people. It really does go to show that, like, the the the, the original version of the show, like, the reason that it, it looks so good and a lot of the humor really works is because it's made for physical comedy. Um, but, you know, uh, I'm glad we got the punched-up script as well for the, for oh, the yeah. English version. Um, 
So the fight starts. Um, Pepper Cat has literal plugs for hands and is just shocking and attacking Meta B and kind of kicking the crap out of him. It's uh, it's a good fight. This yeah. is where the budget goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she, she's too quick uh, for Meta, Meta B to get a clean shot off on and uh, just, you know, keeps keeps on shocking him, eventually just uh, grabs onto the top of him and just starts continually shocking him. And Icky tells Meta B to shoot the fountain, which is where we find out how powerful these guns are. <laughs> it, it doesn't chip away this fountain. It makes a bullet hole. He, yeah, like, shoots a That's a high caliber round. Thing. Yeah. Now This thing, presumably concrete or something. So here's the thing. Um, even if we presume that perhaps this is some kind of uh, movie set fountain where it's made of a hardened foam, um, in order for it to last for any amount of time and uh, also like have enough pressure to shoot the water in the way that it mm-hmm. does, mm-hmm. it has to have a metal pipe in there that the water's going through, which means that regardless of what this material is... Uh, you know, even like you know, even let's say, let's be the most generous and say, yes, this is concrete or cement that this fountain is made out of. Uh, Metabee's gun can not only shoot through that, but also shoot cleanly through a metal pipe at the same time, <laughs> instantly. Yes, like without effort. Yeah, it is terrifying that this robot, full of super powerful guns, doesn't listen to anybody. Yeah. which is the other flip side of this. This whole narrative. Now, here's the thing. I think this is really important to underline. The robot having guns is separate from its rare metal. Its rare metal is what gives Mm -hmm. it the personality and the intelligence, right? But this Mm -hmm. is like, this is an old model metabot, which means that presumably there are metabots with bigger and more like powerful guns on the market at this exact moment. It's it's a very funny premise for a kid's show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at uh, least you know with electricity and fire you can go oh you know it's that kind of not hot fire that they shoot out of flamethrowers it's a it's a special kind of electricity that hurts but doesn't doesn't kill yeah. you know these are these are high caliber bu- bullets coming out really rapidly from this beetle robot yeah this is this is probably like a mass effect uh like um a uh, railgun situation kind of thing like um which it becomes even more confusing as to the, the weapons technology available to this old metabot uh, part, because, uh, you know, water shoots out of this hole that he shoots in the fountain, uh, drenches Pepper Cat, Pepper Cat shorts itself out, can't really, like, you know, is having trouble moving, can't really attack as well anymore, and so Icky tells Metabee to use its special attack, and Metabee fires... So, it's got these two horns on the top of its head, right? And they're mm-hmm. they're variegated... Uh, which makes you think like, oh, it's like an, they're they're machine guns probably because it looks like a machine gun barrel. And no, it fires a a a heavy rocket launcher, but the things that it fires are homing missiles. And I'm just very confused at this point. But Peppercat fucking eats it, uh, but doesn't get destroyed. Just blackened and passes out. Yeah, and the With... and the coin pops out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the fact that it doesn't do any damage means are these missiles weaker than a bullet or are they just exploding on contact and causing no damage to anything other than and maybe they're like emp missiles i don't know i'm not gonna think too much about it uh because as samantha loses she laments that the big cheese is gonna cut them into bite-sized snacks 
and we find out who the big cheese is because he's coming. His name is Baron Von Parrish, and he apparently controls the school, the surrounding area, and all crime there. <laughs> now, see, I got him as Baron Von Banish. Um, that probably makes more sense. Um, the oh, so he does have on his um. Let's let's get a good picture of him. Because <clears throat> I believe he has BVP on his like little emblem. I saw B A N. Oh, B A N, you are correct. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is probably Banish. I probably just can't hear. Um and I'm also not watching I'm not putting subtitles on like I normally do for this for some reason. I don't know why. Um probably because they'd be they'd be tracked to the 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 Japanese tract and not actually the English tract, which is regrettably what usually happens. Um so yeah, I guess Baron von Banish, which makes sense because he then whips out his, uh, you know, he looks like fucking Josuke from JoJo's. He's got the the big full uh, a, a school uniform slash street tough look uh, get up and summons a metabot with a similar look look called the Banisher, whose special ability is strong look. Very good. Um, so in uh, the Japanese, they call him the underground boss. <laughs> which, uh, for the sub, but the word they keep using is Bancho. Yes. Uh, which, which which is like a, a word for like a, a street gang-like leader kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Which which fits, but also he has the B-A-N for his title there. So it's really nice they incorporated that into the Banisher in the dub. Uh, okay, yeah, that's a pun I didn't think of. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, these guys are doing their work, and they actually know what's going on. Yeah. This is incredibly impressive for you know a dub of this time. Um, now I know what you may be thinking. Um, we're going to get two crazy, awesome meta battles in one episode. No, we don't. Meta B shoots him once and he dies. <laughs> He's got a strong look. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else. Uh, 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 meta ba- or, uh, uh, the Baron does a fake cough, um, and, uh, says, I'll, you know, I'll let you get away with it this time and then walks away coolly. Uh, and everyone's like, that was it. And, you know, somehow I expected more and, well, that's anticlimactic, don't you think? And then we kind of pan over to the gang, who uh, the, the screws, who are just still fucking—they're terrified and losing it still. They go, "What kind of idiots would be afraid of that person?" <laughs> and we immediately cut to the screws, just um, terrified. Yeah, uh, and just as Icky and Metabi are really starting to, you know, feel feel the love, um, the student council president congratulates Icky on becoming the vice president uh, for, for doing the job and immediately uh, uh, Icky and Metabee are back to fighting now that Metabee knows that he had uh, ulterior motives. <laughs> Which um, I'm a little c- confused about. So Metabee's like, oh, so you had a reason to fight. Is that is that worse than him just going, hey, I want you to fight these people for no reason? Uh, the... <sighs> So the I think the kind of like implication is Metabi thought that they were fighting to help people that like the screws were just trying to mess with Icky or the student council or anything like that. And now now that Metabi knows that the entire reason the fight is happening is because Icky wanted to become the vice president of the student council and get a reward for getting in this fight. Uh, that that's you know uh, he he's mad because it's again uh, Icky using Metabi. Uh, to, to accomplish his own goals and, and get things out of it. It, it. Both in the sub and the dub, it is almost word for word here during this interaction. <laughs> and it is just 
yeah, uh, what you said makes sense, but Medibee doesn't express any of this, regrettably. Yeah. Uh, Icky doesn't catch up on any of this because he is a uh, intellectual and emotional moron. Um, <laughs> and to put it kindly, um, the only reason Medibee gives is he's drenched inside of his parts, which is a little weird way of saying it, but um, he just doesn't like being wet for no reason, I'm guessing, <laughs> is the, the, the stated reason he's angry. Okay. And then we see Henry with the little baby chick, which is, again, very sweet. And he's like, well, maybe I'm regretting my decision immediately that Icky is a good fit for this robot. Yeah. <laughs> because he immediately sees he turns and tries to gain power off this robot. Yeah. Which anybody should be against, including a uh, civilly minded character such as Henry. Well, um, we will we will see. Uh, we'll find out what... Uh, uh icky's metal and and morals are in the next episode which is running scared or a man's dream is a strong body oh that's such a oh god that's such a better title <laughs> this episode is made for you it is a jock episode about it's, jocks it's so good um so uh we see that the the screws are training um uh near the school they're having a little one-on-one-on-one -on -one -on -one, little free-for-all to get better and um, they get caught by Coach Mountain. Um, and we find out that he can't stand Metabots because why would you play with Metabots when instead you could be playing real sports? And so, uh, yeah, he puts him to work. He, he makes him start running laps. And he says uh, he's going to water the schoolyard with their sweat. A lot of sweat talk this episode. Yes. He says he's going to make their elbows sweat. He says he's going to make lots of things sweats by the end, and it's um, prob probably the only downer part of this otherwise amazing character of yeah. Coach Man Mountain. Is he, does, he just keeps talking about very specific body parts he wants to see sweat. Yes. Uh, we don't we don't love to see it. Um, uh, Metabi, Icky, and Arika happen to like walk by and see it happen and head off to uh, a bridge over the river to kind of gossip about it. They start talking about how much the coach hates Metabots. Um, and also how strong he is. Uh, we find out that uh, they've heard that he was a strong man in the circus and bench-pressed whole elephants, uh, that he chiseled Mount Rushmore with his own hands, and Icky says that he stopped a volcano with his butt. It's so good. Later on, they even call his butt a volcano cork. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's great. So uh, in the sub, they're just talking about how he's super strong. He can beat up 50 men at once and all these other things. But both times, uh, Medibee says how impressive this is and how this man's a real hero. And I just love the idea of going, you know, he stopped a volcano with his butt once. And Medibee going, that man's a hero. Yeah. I'm going to go shake his hand right now. <laughs> Listen, uh, you know, you've you saved a lot of people in the from the pyroclastic flow by just, you know, shoving his glutes in there. <laughs> With your volcano cork. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> uh we do uh you know, we go to the next day, um, we find out that the coach does also teach. He has a classroom. He we don't know what, what uh, uh subject he teaches, um, but we do know that uh he has told everybody that uh, you know, if if you score a thirty or under, then uh, you you have a failing grade. Um, you know, the average test score was eighty, but uh, you know, there's four people in this class that failed, and they're gonna do laps after school to you know to because of a, a strong body will make a strong mind. And we see that it is exactly Icky and the screws that have failed 
uh, with, you know, Icky got a 25, and uh, the coach tells him he's going to make them run until their brains sweat. Um, and yeah, they do, and they don't like it. <laughs> uh, Icky especially complains, saying that, you know, he doesn't understand why he is running when he could be at home studying, and the coach is like, you know, oh, you don't have a, you know, you're, you're doing this extreme cardiovascular uh, exercise so that your heart will pump some blood into that incredibly thick skull of yours. Um, and uh, Icky's like, I don't really feel anything, go- any blood going to my head when I run. And so the coach tells him to take his shoes off, put them on his hands, and run upside down. It's very good. <laughs> I, how Okay, so the average score is 80, and we have four students out of the 12, 16, yeah. that uh, scored presumably wor- worse than 35, at least, because that was yeah. the cutoff. Yeah. Um, and we see only four students. Uh, which means everyone else scored remarkably high in order to make the average 80 uh, with someone with a 25. Like, so we can presume Coach Man Mountain is a pretty good teacher. Yeah. If all of his students, except for the four dumbest children, can get, <laughs> uh, you know, at least higher than a 35. Like, like, that's that's impressive that they can get that high. With you know, this man really cares. We see how much he cares during the. Uh, you know, during all of his speeches, we see how much he cares when he's not in the classroom. Clearly, this man is a very, very good teacher. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, you know, I know it's kind of like a, uh, a frequently a joke of like, oh, yeah, the history teacher is the basketball coach, but he's really just here to teach basketball. And he asked er, he asked to, like, teach an actual real class just to be on the payroll, um, which I get, you know, we don't we don't get that. Uh, from from Coach Mountain here. I think he really is here because he is devoted to the enrichment and education of children. He doesn't want them playing with metabots or getting into fights in school. He wants to make sure that they're healthy so they can learn more. You know, he seems like a pretty good guy. I like him. <laughs> and at this point, I can only think his problem with metabots is and all these kids are wasting all of their free time with this robot fad, right? Like You know, like kids would do with Pokemon or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, that's not going to last long. And you gave up your entire entire childhood for this one thing. And that's that's rough. And, uh, you know, seeing a, you know, sure, he's an outdoorsy type gentleman. You can tell because he's uh, quite fit. Yeah. It, he he cares about these children's childhoods. They He wants them to play with real toys, to learn real skills, to learn from books, as opposed to just what a robot can punch like. <laughs> a, a very sympathetic character, I yeah. would say. Well, um, we, we will learn some things that maybe, maybe the coach needs to learn the power of friendship. Uh, but in the meantime, he decides he's, he's, he needs to hydrate. It's hot out. Uh, and he's going to go have a nice glass of iced tea in the, uh, in the teacher's lounge and tells the kids to go drink from a hose over there. Um, I have to know, is he drinking iced tea in the scene or is it something else? (laughs) Iced coffee. Iced coffee. That's a weird... That's, black iced coffee too yeah that's weird did they just with, with ice in it and everything yeah and oh, I, I assume I it's meant to show that since he's drinking a bitter drink that's supposed to show the type of character he is i know that's big in a lot of anime i just don't know why they would change it like did iced coffee not exist in 2001 i mean it's not it wasn't as popular it's certainly not as much as iced tea uh, a quick Google says that iced coffee has been popular in the, in the, uh, in the United States since 1920. So, 
I am not incredibly certain why they had to make this change, but here it is. It's iced tea in English. It's iced coffee in Japanese. All here right, hold on here. <laughs> let me uh, let me check here. Uh, I can get a little better read here. Um, this is not good radio necessarily, but um, so around that time, um, hard to get a exact year uh, this quick, but that's when Starbucks started getting popular. And Starbucks is what popularized a lot of coffee drinks around here. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, but it's so good. He's like, hey, I'm going to go get a drink. You kids uh, drink from a hose. Yeah. He, I mean, he's still reminding them to hydrate, and it lets them know there's a nice cold hose for them to drink from. <laughs> I don't I know. Mean, I doubt that hose is anything but fucking ground temperature, which uh, could be very warm at that point. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, it builds character. Um, yeah, I mean, you'd, honestly, warmer water gets absorbed into your body easier. That's true. It might yeah, be better. If the water's too cold, it can technically put you into a small state of shock. Like, <laughs> got to know these things when you're a jock. Yeah. Um, the uh, Sloan does catch the coach talking to some some men, some ne'er do wells in suits about needing uh, cash um, after school, though, uh, which is a little concerning. Um, and then we get a montage of uh all the ways that they are put to uh to exercise for the next couple of days um they uh you know uh, the the screws are chasing icky through the hallways because apparently his grades are so bad it's getting them more laps and uh they get more laps for that and uh coach says uh smile i want to see your teeth sweat um <laughs> uh icky uh isn't uh paying attention and uh, drops his uh, his pen, which causes the coach to trip during class, which causes uh, Samantha to smack him in the face with a desk. Icky apologizes, saying that he he wasn't paying enough attention, and uh, they um, they could do push ups for that one. Um, uh, Icky is so exhausted from exercising that he accidentally pours hot curry all over coach's hand. They get pull ups for that. Um, and then they get even more laps for uh, Icky just being able to being too weak to carry a bucket of water and dropping it and spilling it on uh, on the coach's head. Now, um, once again, I'm going to be a coach apologist here. Um, <laughs> just think of how bad of a week this man is having. So uh, he's being blackmailed. Apparently, um, <laughs> he tripped. He hit his face on a desk. He got burned, and then someone dropped a bucket on his head in like three days. That's that's pretty rough. It's it's no excuse to literally be exercising these children to death, though. <laughs> well, I mean, it is icky. So the the screws, okay. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know what Sloan or Spike did to him at any of points of those times. But, yeah. like, I, I get picking on icky. I get that one. Yeah. Well, um, Arika's kind of hanging out and watching and uh, notices... Um, Meta B's hanging out in a tree. Does ask him, "Hey, what are you? If you're you're gonna get if you get caught here, you're gonna end up doing laps too." And like Meta B's like, "I don't care. I don't. Meta, Metabots don't sweat. Don't got no pores. Just we're we're all robot. It's fine." <laughs> he can't use me to water the field if I don't sweat. <laughs> um, later, uh, Meta B and Icky see the coach walking out of a, a some kind of establishment with a huge stack of money. Um. Uh, Arika happens to uh, catch something destroying a school wall on film and uh, runs up to go meet up with uh, Icky and the screws at the 7-Eleven where they are trying to get, I, I am guessing, sugar to carbo load so they can recover or maybe just like a big old like gallon of Gatorade, something like that. Um, I think they're just hiding. Yeah. 
Uh, and Icky doesn't have any other place to go. Yeah. Icky says he's literally going to sleep now. Uh, they're all like, yes, we're going to go to sleep. Uh, he can't find us in our dreams. Uh, so they're just, they're exhausted. They're out of it. Um, but Arika caught Coach training a metabot on film. And a weird looking metabot. And he's just yelling, you know, left jab, right jab. Yeah. Um, and this thing's just punching a wall and leaving craters. Like Yamcha level craters, let's yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just right in the wall of the school, um, which is pretty destructive. Uh, a little disconcerting. They start they they start putting all the uh, information together. Arika's like, "This is this is a story. This is a case. I'm gonna get on it." Um, and Samantha cracks it. She realizes that uh, Coach is making them is collecting their sweat with this metabot so that he can give it to a mad scientist for money. It you know I can see why she's head of the. Um... <laughs> The delinquents. Yeah. She's uh, she's using her brain for things that aren't schoolwork, let's say. Yeah, listen, uh, she is going to seize the means of perspiration, if you know what I mean. So it's uh, her the, sweat and she worked for it. <laughs> is is a man not entitled to the sweat of his brow? He, yes, he is. Uh, no um, in, no in bots, this, no coaches, no masters. <laughs> well, I mean, bot, technically, if we trace the history of the term robot back. Then this all fits. Um, in, in the sub, uh, Samantha and the screws are just kind of lamenting about how mean this man is. And then I, uh, Erica just starts going, oh, wait, hold on here. And she starts weaving a tale of intrigue and blackmail and paying off men and how the Coach Man Mountain must be some sort of criminal. <laughs> so what they're going to do is they're going to either get a big scoop, but... Uh, if not, they're going to get him off his back by finding out what crime this man's committing. Yeah. Uh, and what I like is she's doing it for revenge. <laughs> a very revenge-focused journalism. Yeah. Which uh, shows that she does care about, you know, Icky not, you know, probably not dying. Yeah. She probably, I mean, whether it's for a story or, you know, Listen, the maybe she's person. caught wind that he's going to rise to the top and she knows she's going to be the reporter on the scene when it happens. Or maybe she's just their friends and she wants to help him out. But um, they do eventually find Coach and they begin to follow him. And before long, they end up in, you know, a Camarocho style red light district. Uh, it's it's very Yakuza now. There are, are holographic. Uh, not holographic. There are uh, neon signs everywhere. Drunk people stumbling about. Um, Samantha tells a story how her mom told her uh, told her never to come here because haunted evil spirits will steal the souls of children after after dark. Um, yeah, it's a great time. And, and I mean, the mom's right. In <laughs> uh, the sub, she's called mommy, which is pretty good. Okay. Uh, and they make fun of her for that. Um, what's really good is Mr. Narrator comes back for uh, his only two seconds of the entire show. Um, I don't know why they either either have a narrator or don't. Yeah, like the fact that he only shows up for like one line a show is very strange. And it's a very weird adult joke in every time. Uh, this one, he goes, um, the adult district where mommies don't want you to go, but daddies love to go. Okay, I think I know why they cut that line now. Uh <laughs> Absolutely. I, and yeah, we see a bunch of drunk people um, who I was very surprised weren't really all that creepy to the children. Yeah, they're drunk um, and they're, but it's like, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think it speaks more to like kind of, I don't know, the differences in public drinking in Japan as opposed to America. 
but they're all, hey, you know, you kids shouldn't be here. Hey, do you want to go do karaoke with us? Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, I was pretty worried, but they're like, oh, you know, you know, they probably can't sing. And they're like, well, I can't sing either, which is uh, really fun. Um, There's there, one part where a man asks them a riddle. And it's just, and it's, it's the train equation. It's the, a train leaves this city at this time going at this speed. When a train leaves this other city at this time going this speed, where do they meet up uh, kind of stuff. And everyone's just clutching their heads uh, in horror at the math as, which as is, Kanji reads in the background. <laughs> it is great. It's a really funny joke that, you know, Kids, if you wander somewhere at night, a man's going to ask you math questions, oh, and yeah. that's going to suck. Um, <laughs> and, and the, if I had a uh, dollar for every time I was stopped from going to a bar and asked to solve the quadratic equation. <laughs> you know what? I would I would probably have more entertaining nights that happened <laughs> if a man would just go, answer me this riddle to pass through this alleyway. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. Let's do it. Um, and the Japanese, the man got fired that day, and he starts complaining about how awful it is that he worked his whole life for a meager amount of money and then he's just let go and he just starts rattling off about you know how terrible his life is right now and these kids go i don't know why but this thing hurts my head and just start screaming and holding their head okay which is, <laughs> which is weird but it's like the uh, the dub was written first and the sub's like well this joke doesn't translate well let's make our own joke the part that where they're just like oh i don't know why this hurts me that was really weird it's it's probably something colloquially in Japan around salarymen mm-hmm. or something. I would assume. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just it was a the dub feels more like the original a lot of times in this show, and that <laughs> is something that's very strange. Um, I don't know. I would think more of it as like the the sub feels more like a first pass of a script, uh, and then just the 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 dub really takes the extra effort to try and just punch it up. Um, that's great. We also time. get a weird lady who stops them from falling the coach into an alleyway because they're not 21. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. They're just concerned about these children being yeah. out at night after dark in a place of town they're probably not supposed to be. Uh, which they should be worried because eventually they do finally catch up to the coach and he's row battling with the with the pair of Yakuza that we saw earlier. He's passing out from pain. Yeah. Um, uh, he's got Digmol. Which is the MOG type. Yeah. And, and he's the, fighting Megafant, the elf type. So here's a question I have for you since you was, watched both versions. Um, I'm just watching the Delve, of course, and the Megafant's shields look really weird to me. Uh, I no, don't know they, if it's just the color scheme, but it looks like that they were changed in post-production. Like, it looks like they it, it might be one of the few visual edits they, di- they did. So I want to know if they were, like, I don't know, like a dick and balls or something in the Japanese. <laughs> so people who aren't watching this show along with us, um, the criminals that they are. Um, so the Megafence shield in the dub is a Joker smile that is a red trim with an all-green face in the... Japanese sub version I'm watching, it's exactly the same. It's just one to one. Yeah, it must just be the coloration. Uh, this is a like, um, if you take a color theory class, you'll learn about this. Um, but there are like colors that when you put them next to each other will will appear to pop off of each other as if they as like and they'll create like a um, like a distanced effect when you look at them. And there's just something about this really bright green next to this really bright red amongst all these like dark cool like grays and purples and blacks and stuff that it just they they look so out of place yeah it looks weird well metabots are built piecemeal 
Uh, yeah. They probably won these shields from somebody. But yeah. what really bothers me is, so it's a red trim, and then this Joker face, um, smiling like clown face in the middle of this uh, shield, and it's all green. Like, there's no white highlights, there's nothing. It's just black lines etched on this two-toned shield, and that's that's weird. Uh, it doesn't need white. I don't know. Uh, don't be so serious about it. <laughs> No, nothing. No, okay. no I'm, I'm right. going to stop. I'm not going to go make Joker jokes. Okay. <laughs> I don't even like mm-hmm. the Joker. Like, sh- shit. Um, uh, but yeah, we do find out that this is literally a, um, uh, you know, a Way of the Dragon, uh, Cosmic Hiryu, Yakuza ass fucking side quest. Because we find out that the reason that the that Coach Mountain is fighting is to get money to buy this alleyway to turn it into a park for the children who live in this district. Because they don't have a park to play in, so when they play in the alleyway, they get hit by cars. It's very good. There is... It's a very good show. Like, this is literally... I I am, like... It isn't, but I would not be surprised if this was a side quest in, like, Pocket Racer and Yakuza. Where you're, you know, much like you're putting together robots to fight each other, you're putting together little RC cars. And at some point, you have to win enough money to buy a lot to, like, build a park for kids who live in this red light district. Uh, And he's got... It's not just, oh, I want to build a generic park. He wants a pink elephant slide. He wants a a tire swing made with an old tractor tire. Yeah. Those little horsies on springs. Like, he's got a set plan. He's... Well, we know this, you know, uh, he's an accomplished teacher. I would not be surprised if he has a doctorate in um, elementary education. He knows the kind of enrichment that a young mind needs. And, you know, uh, you're not going to get, you know, kids really true, like, exercise uh, without either, you know, a, a tire swing made from an old tractor tire or a, a pink elephant slide or a large man telling you to sweat out of your eyeballs. You if need, you you need have, one, one or the other. <laughs> if you don't have the kind of... Uh, gentle way of exercising via play, and he knows the moment you leave a site, you're just going to start making your robot do stuff for you. He's going to have to do quick, intensive workouts in order to get, you know, any sort of exercise into your body. Because yeah. all you do is make your robot carry out the trash or do all these things. Uh, it's a very lazy society here, yeah. honestly. We live in a society. We live in a society. And it's, um, it's made of robots. So uh, he does summon up the last of it, it, the last of his energy. Uh, to command Digimol, or Digimol, Digmol, excuse me, uh, to make one last attack, um, and, you know, it utterly bounces off of, of Megafant's giant Joker face shields, and he just laments that his dream is slipping away. <laughs> he even skipped meals in order to save up money for this thing. He did. He passed out from hunger during a yeah. fight, because yeah. he cares so much about the children. Because he, you know, he got he d- couldn't even get enough money to to buy the lot, let alone, you know, get good meta parts. So he had to battle these these men in order to get this lot, and it's just it's all for naught. They're not going to get this park. And if you think about it, so that that curry that Icky poured on his hand that was probably the only meal he was going he was getting for a while. Yeah, <laughs> which makes his week a whole lot worse. And now he's disappointing children. You know, that's the his worst nightmare is disappointing a child. The good thing though is that Icky's here. And Icky and Metavi are all in. They're they're gonna fight for Coach's dream. They're gonna fight for these kids. They were sobbing. Yes. 
And the Yakuza agrees because he wants to have at least one decent row battle today. So he'll he'll let it happen. And we get a really annoying series of panel cuts uh, of every competitor and several shots of people's faces and that kind of thing. And then Mr. Referee rises out of a pipe and, and the, the match is on. Best character in the show. Yeah. Um, Megafant is too strong. Uh, his uh, caterpillar treads make him uh, uh, make him too quick on all of this loose gravel and his uh, you know Icky keeps trying to get Metabi to shoot him but uh, his his shields are too strong they're they're blocking all of Metabi's shots and um, you know uh, Megafant has this big uh, like chain like weapon that he keeps beating the crap out of Metabi with uh, to the point where Metabi's you know on the ropes and uh, Icky has to you know get convince Metabi to run. Uh, to get over top of a um, of a, a big pile of gravel, uh, Metabi gets on top of it, falls down, and slides down the rest. But just in time, Megafant ramps off of it, and uh, uh, Metabi blasts its treads from below where it can't protect, and then uh, just starts blasting it with more rockets uh, until it's all over. It's so I, the elephant did not need to pick up that much speed. <laughs> it, it looked cool. It, it was very cool. I'm I'm. I mean, rule it cool. Yeah, do it, do it, yeah. do it. But um, that thing just ramped up into the air. <laughs> it just it had to pick up major speed to go up a hill that steep that quick. Uh, it's what we don't know is that its metal is a dude metal, and you know a dude can never resist ramping off a big dirt when you go real fast. And you it's just metal. gotta. <laughs> its metal's a sword, like like a European style sword. Okay. Yeah, I I I've been paying attention to what the metals are. Okay. It's, uh, I did. I, I've caught you a know, couple on of four them, watches. Like, uh, like, you catch up. Like a uh, uh, totalizer had like what? Like a little like a little like shell with eyes. That's really mm-hmm. the only one. Other one I noticed. Yeah. It was a turtle. It okay. was a turtle hiding in a shell. Yeah. Uh, Metabee and not does a cat. Remark I guess. That, oh, I'm sorry. And not a cat. Not for a some cat. reason. Yeah. Definitely not a cat. Um, Metabee does remark that dude, I rock. In English, after he defeats uh, uh, Megafent, he did. He rocked. Yeah. Um, Icky and Cody. N- nothing and, in nothing in the sub. You know, it's yeah. just it's pretty just much staring. one for one here. Just a little <laughs> more boring in the sub. Yeah. Um, Icky and Coach embrace and start crying. Coach is like, "I trained you so well. Uh, all the all the little babies are happy that they're going to get a park." Um, and then we smash cut to uh, Coach Mountain making all of them, including Arika, run laps uh, because he caught them playing outside at night. Uh, despite what they did to help him, he is making them run laps because still, they shouldn't have been there to begin with. Um, and then he says, I've got a new playground for you to water with your sweat. <laughs> He's going to make them sweat from their eyeballs. Yeah. So uh, that jump cut from the uh, from the sobbing embrace all the way to them running and sweating like that's that was masterful like yeah. this show is very good at like just a lot of comedic timing which comedic timing is so good it's just fantastic hey and and then um the the idea that he's like well yeah you guys helped me and saved my you know my dream from happening and helped all these children still shouldn't have been there you're still gonna get punished like that's he's a consistent man he cares so much but he knows <laughs> rules are there to help the children it, yeah. it's great he knows that they, they need a wonderful. like a consistent structure to their lives. You know, they've gotta have regular authority and they've they've gotta know things are reliable <laughs> and if one thing happens once, it'll happen again. <laughs> Absolutely. 
And if they've learned that it's okay to go there at night because they have a big, strong robot that can help them, well, that's a bad lesson to learn. Yeah. If if he can't make them fear the bad men, he's going to make them fear him. Yeah. Also, it's yeah. not their park to use. They have plenty of parks where they live. That's a park for the kids of that neighborhood. And, you know, you can't be letting a bunch of older kids muscle in with their uh, uh, with their big robots and kicking all these toddlers out. Absolutely not. Not after all that hard work. <laughs> uh, that is that is the third episode, though. Uh, God, that's such a good episode. I really love that episode. It's so yeah, good. If, you, if anyone's only going to watch one episode, that's stupid. Um, but... You know, this is a good one to watch. Oh, man. And, uh, yeah, like, you know, even down to, like, the row battle, like, I know uh, a thing that really really makes the fights in, in these, like, really stick out is the fact that it's, it isn't just, like, oh, oh, use your thunder beam or whatever and stuff like that. Like, it is starting to get more into the kind of Trump Cardi kind of stuff. Like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, blast a, a pepper cat with water to, to short it out. Or, you know, oh, we've got to get, you know, um, uh, uh, we've got to get underneath a Megafant somehow so we can we can hit its treads where it can't protect them. But it's still, like, every time it feels like a very physical, real thing where, like, these, these robots have tools, they're using them in the environment. It's not just like, oh, use the ice attack to freeze it kind of thing. They're not just morphing, uh, polymorphing Karibo with another card and all of a sudden they win. No, yeah. they're they're having to pay attention and think things through logically in yeah. order to win these fights. And, I mean, luckily enough, our hero keeps winning. Um, so in the in the first episode, uh, they won Pepper Cat's arm and then um, the Banisher's legs. Yeah. And in this one, he won one of the shield arms. Yeah. So he's got... He's got so many arms, and he's got a couple legs now, because um, he still has the nerd arm, Dr. Bok Choi's arm, yeah. and he's got Pepper Cat's arm, and a shield arm, and now these extra legs. Yeah. I we mean, can, he can uh, start doing some good stuff. You can only imagine, when he finally loses a match, how this, how what parts, his parts will change. I can't wait to see it. It's very good. Yeah. Um, we still, I don't have any segments to do at the end of the show yet, Uh do you? Do you have anything to add? Any 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 uh, related stuff to bring up now? I mean, the only thing I can think of is who do you think the meta uh, the the meta phantom the phantom thief is? I like I'm leaning towards Icky's dad. Uh, you know, um, I'm still leaning towards Henry. Um, but I think as as we might have hinted at, there's probably a decent chance that Henry is also Icky's dad. So I don't know. We're, I'm, I'm sure we will. Uh, this will have several identities that could possibly be the Phantom Thief by the end of this. I mean, maybe uh, the Banisher was just a really good cover. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, you know what? The Phantom Thief appears out of nowhere, disappears out of nowhere. We also see Mister Referee do that. <laughs> you know, it would be a really fun thing if it turned out to be like a Mask of Zorro kind of thing, and actually, like all of the characters we're talking about are Phantom Thieves. And they all kind of co, you know, they 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 get together and plan their efforts to make it seem like it's just one uncatchable man when it's really, you know, thirty confusing people in capes with sunglasses or what, uh, uh, clown masks, whatever. <laughs> hey, you know what? I would love it if Metabots went that way. Yeah. If that's the direction they take this, uh, not even B story at this point in time. I think the Phantom Thief thing's the A story here. Icky and his little issues are probably the B story. Yeah, we're in. Uh, you know, we're we're in the the episodic setup. You know, we're really going through kind of like the emotional core 
of Icky and Metabee, you know, uh, learning to row battle, learning to be partners. And this the, that main chunky mystery is just, well, where did Metabee's medal come from? And who's the Phantom Thief? We're going to find out. Uh, surely, hopefully, soon. Who knows? I don't know. I've... Uh, I, I have not, I think I've only watched one more episode after this, to be honest. So we will, we will see, or no, I've watched like two after this, but yeah, uh, certainly don't figure that out anytime soon. <laughs> well, uh, I guess we got to save something for a season finale. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Mitch, where can people find you on the internet? Um, I'm on Twitter at big, big bad beetle boy. Uh, that's probably the best place to catch me. I'm there way too often for my mental health so uh click on me on there what about you you have uh, anything you're wanting to plug today um so you can always uh my twitter is private but you can always send me a request to follow me there at p-a-d-g-e-t-t-i-s-h that's pagetish on twitter and also you should go listen to me on wow cool robot uh it's uh another podcast i co-host where we are uh you know watching zeta gundam uh also the whole first season is uh one of my co-host max and uh, uh our friend uh morg watching mobile suit gundam it's a great show we're having a great time we're uh we're in the thick of it um psycho gundam's here it's great uh yeah um i've been listening and it's first of all the uh amount of mental endurance you have to do two gundam podcasts is beyond me uh, it <laughs> all praise here um, also, but the Gundams in this show are much smaller, which makes it much easier. <laughs> oh, okay. You know that that's how you do it. You just have enough <laughs> mental space for the size of the. Yeah, I yeah, get it. Yeah. I get it. Which is why uh, people can watch SD Gundam super easy. <laughs> I, you know what? I think I'm catching on to this Gundam thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I understand the appeal now. Big bots yeah. means you only have to remember like two of them. Yeah, I, I, that's the same thing about Evangelion. There's only so many robots in there. They're big, but that's all you need to remember. Like three robots. Yeah, they're they're really big robots. And then you've got stuff like Gigantor. He's absolutely huge. He's gigantic. You just got to remember that one. Yep, big O. Easy. Big O. Yeah, it's, right there. It's, it's in, the name. in the name. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I I like um, the idea. A Chibi Robo. There's a lot of little robots. A lot yeah, to remember. Too many. Not not going to mm. get into it. Too many robots. Too small. Uh, nano machines don't even don't even bring them up they don't have names <laughs> how can you remember them they have names it's just we can't we can't conceive of them they're too they're too small they're too many <laughs> um how did we finish the show last time because i don't remember <laughs> Metabolic! Metabolic!